You're listening to 1881, powered by the American Hereford Association and part of the Hereford Network. Here's your host, Shane Bedwell. Welcome back to another episode of 1881. This is your host, Shane Bedwell, and wow, what a weather curve we've been on here uh, for the good part of January and now into February. Uh, just just incredible, and uh, maybe, just maybe, the groundhog was right uh, this year. Uh, spring feels like it's just out there and we can touch it already, and, and just as exciting, and uh, the hope of spring uh, is the momentum right now in this Hereford uh, breed and the industry happening in, in almost every segment, I would say. Uh, the bull cell season is hot and, and going really well. Uh, a lot of folks are experiencing uh, excellent, excellent sales up from a year ago and selling uh, more bulls than a year ago. And so the demand for Hereford genetics and strong Hereford genetics is certainly there in almost every region here of the U.S. and uh, the feeder cattle sales, uh, the association has helped uh, sponsor and some of these uh, state associations that have had for a long time have, have certainly been good. We're right off the heels of the the Mitchell sale there in South Dakota. Uh, would have sold some Hereford feeder cattle extremely well, made some good press on that. And so, uh, it's exciting. It's all coming together, and uh, we've got to keep working and and pushing uh, the envelope uh, on uh, our expectations. But uh, I want to give everybody a shout out because uh, the your determination, the level of cattle that you're putting out there in this breed is is certainly very very strong. Today's episode, we're going to focus on. Uh, you know, something a little bit different, but maybe you, some of you have heard about uh, in uh, some of the Hereford World articles, some of our social media uh, outlets that uh, you may be seeing this. But uh, today's episode is titled Building a Pipeline of Future Leaders. And last fall, early September, uh, we would have hosted a, a young group of people, uh, six of them, uh, for about a week long uh time and some of it was spent in the office some of it was spent out in the field uh, but it was our first annual seed stock academy and that seed stock academy was built with uh, the intention of uh, taking young breeders that were back home in their respective operations and uh, giving them uh, an under the hood look of what happens here at the American Hereford Association getting them uh, entrenched in uh, some of our different research projects and what's actually going on here at the association. They got to meet with the board of directors and we're going to expand on that trip and, and what happened uh, here. But uh, we, we thought it'd be uh, beneficial to bring one of those uh, participants and uh, one of the strong leaders uh, that was part of the first annual Seed Stock Academy uh, to you through the podcast. Uh, and so it is my pleasure to introduce Mr. Shane Weiss, Manning, Iowa. Um, and that Weiss name is synonymous with Hereford cattle and strong Hereford cattle for a long time. And I'm anxious to hear a little bit more about Weiss and Sons 
and the history. But welcome to the show, Shane. Thank you, Shane. It's good to be here. And I'm a big fan of the podcast, so it's a little surreal to be a guest on it. But I'm excited to have a good discussion. You bet, man. Um, so Weiss and Sons, located in Manning, Iowa. Tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, a little bit about your background and uh, how you've kind of fit into the the next generation there at the at the operation. Absolutely. Um, currently, we uh, here at Weeson Sons are in West Central Iowa. Like you said, just outside of the small town of Manning, and we actually operate there. And then we have another ranch about 35 miles away, um, southeast of here in Guthrie Center, Iowa. And uh, my older brother Chance and I are actually the fifth generation wow. to be a part of Weeson Sons. So we're so blessed to get to work alongside our father, Dave. And uh, we actually were able to spend a small stint alongside my grandfather, Gene, right out of right out of college. So mm-hmm. um, it's been really fun to work within a family operation and have that guidance of the generations before us, yet still um, get to do some of our own changes and new strategies uh, of our own. So it's, it's been a journey. Um, currently, uh, Chance, my older brother, at Weeson Sons. He actually graduated from Iowa State in 2015. And when he came back, he took over a lot of the financing, marketing, and actually all of our record keeping. Um, and he is an integral part of making Weeson Sons happen. And then recently, he actually took over a lot of our nutritional uh, work. So he does a lot of the bull development and consulting with our nutritionists. So Chance, kind of handles that, whereas I handle a lot of the external operations side of things. So I do a lot of the daily work of what's going to get done outside. I'm really passionate about pasture, rotational grazing of our cow herd. And then I really like to construct reproductive technology programs like our artificial insemination, uh, sync protocols, and embryo transfer work. So mm-hmm. um, it's kind of cool that both of us just naturally found our little niche within the operation, but we both really enjoy the genetic side of things. Um, so we have our own little niche, but we still both work tandem with each other on how we're going to breed these cattle and it, it really helps. We actually both like similar type and kind. So um, we're excited for the fifth generation. And uh, we're very thankful, like I said earlier, for the generations before us. Certainly. Um, you know, that's that's not easy to do. And I, I commend uh, two brothers being able to work side by side, pretty similar in age, to to figure out your roles and, and uh, what works and what doesn't. And uh, you guys, uh, with, with Dave have, have, uh, have really, uh, your grandpa would be proud of you, um, with, with what, um, uh, what you guys have gotten done here and, uh, what you're doing, what you're, what you're going to do. Um, you guys market several hundred bulls annually, do it more in a private tree treaty manner. Right. And, yes, sir. Uh, have a great commercial following tell us a little bit about how you guys have been able to build uh, that network of folks absolutely i really appreciate that because you know my grandpa gene was obviously 
a pretty prominent figure in the breed and he's ultimately chances of my like biggest hero and influence. And our dad doesn't get enough credit for doing, you know, it's not easy to take a step back and let your sons learn through trial and error. Um, it was the best way for us to learn in our twenties was to just take the bull by the horns and run with it. So um, dad lets us do a lot of the marketing with customers and selling bulls. And we've actually sold, bulls and heifers private treaty since 1923 and we don't anticipate ever changing that we like mm -hmm. the one-on-one -on -one customer service um, and also working on the customer schedule um, we really like that about the private treaty sales side of things um, and in terms of customer service we think we get a better grasp of what each individual customer customer needs um, that way so um, it's been fun. Chance and I are young in our careers, but we're learning a lot on the marketing side of things. And we're really excited to try to continue to expand upon what we can do to better serve our customers. Yeah. Awesome. I do have one question, and I've always wondered this. The slogan of Weeson Sons, the home of good doing bulls. How was that phrase coined or uh, was that a, was that Gene's? slogan was that a dave slogan what uh how did that all come about that was a grandpa gene slogan and yep. uh it's kind of funny i i had to look up some of the history before this just to make sure i knew what i was talking about but actually when my great uncle sam and grandpa gene started working with my great grandpa lester they rebranded from ed weiss and son to weiss and sons the plural Okay, And they came up with good doing bulls alongside that because it's unique and obviously pretty catchy. And I think accurate, you know, we always are trying to raise bulls that are easy doing and work for the customers. So I think grandpa just being innovative and kind of witty came up with that. And actually I got to give a shout out to John Mentz. Um, I talked to him in Denver a couple of years ago and he was actually helpful in creating our logo and brand, believe oh, it or really? not. But yeah, no so he helped design the the Weiss and Sons Good Doing Bulls that people see on our hats and everything like that. So a little bit of shout out there to him. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Shane, let's uh let's talk a little bit about the Hereford Seedstock Academy. Again, you were you were part of that uh that annual um group uh that we're we're wanting to continue and uh move forward with and uh let's uh let's kind of get into it and share some of your uh your thoughts about uh what went on that week for sure it was you know a little interesting when we first kind of got reached out to about attending and uh chance and i were kind of going back and forth on who to attend who should attend <laughs> actually chance uh his first born child hazel jean was due at any moment when Hereford Seedstock Academy was going on. So I kind of got the nod over him. And um, yep. when I got there, it was it was just outstanding to get to meet five other young Hereford enthusiasts who are passionate about the breed and also at the same experience level. So I think initially just the camaraderie amongst the AJ staff, the producers we got to interact with and then the the young Hereford breeders alongside me it was something I will never forget and I'm so very thankful for um you know and it was, it was just a great crash course of all things American Hereford Association yeah we spent um 
you know, a few days here in the office, uh, and uh, everybody kind of got to meet, uh, everybody in the respective departments and records and, uh, the magazine and HPI. Uh, of course we covered certified Hereford beef, uh, the junior department. And, uh, you know, I, I thought, you know, one of the highlights for me is that, uh, you know, we, um, we were, I thought pretty transparent with, uh, our programs and our initiatives and goals. Uh, we dived right into the strategic plan, uh, that the board has kind of laid out and set out and, uh, you know, got some great feedback from you all on, uh, tweaks or things that, uh, you thought could work within that plan. And, um, you know, it, it was, it was very enjoyable. And, um, one of the highlights for me, and and it happened the first 30 minutes, the first hour when we got together that first evening, was seeing all six of you gather around and start talking about pedigrees and what bulls you had walk in and what cows that you were really excited about flushing and all this stuff. And I'm like, if we just left after the first three hours of this event and we called it a day, it would have been a success uh, because uh, some of you knew each other, some of you didn't, but it was, uh, you know, really invaluable, just that network. I agree. And I think not only the first 30 minutes did we connect, but even after Hereford Seedstock Academy, we've all kept, I think, in pretty good communications. And, uh, you know, personally speaking, I've been able to visit some of my fellow participants cow herds and my hope is to visit all of the other Hereford Seedstock Academy participants um, operations and um, you know I think besides just the friendships made and and the networking um, you know for a lot of us we had a, a broad view of the American Hereford Association and we didn't know some of the finer details but to get it sit down in the boardroom and hear a lot of the, the definitive uh, side of like the commercial programs and also a MyHerd tutorial. Um, it just, I left walking away a lot more uh, reassured in myself that um, I know what's going on at the AHA now and I'm enthusiastic about what's to come. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we, uh, we left uh, the headquarters here in Kansas City and made a, made a trip to Colorado got to uh, take a tour of the Olson ranches there uh, for about a half a day. And the hardest thing about that, uh, that tour stop was leaving uh, because as you can imagine, uh, cattle people being pinned up uh, in a uh, office space for two days. And we finally got to see some cattle. None of us really wanted to leave. I, you took the words right out of my mouth, Shane, because, you know, we were all so giddy. And right when we stepped out of that van and the Olson family was gearing up to AI some cows, it's almost like our, our smile grew ear to ear. It was, it was remarkable to get out and, you know, first off, see the environment they operate in. I think all of us were really eager and excited to see a different way that people raise cattle and, and they run those cows hard. Um that was one thing that stuck out on me is it's a low input environment, which was really interesting for all of us from different, you know, states and environments to see. And plus, then we also got to 
go out on our own and just look at, di- at different cows and different sire groups. And it, it was a blast. Um, I think mm-hmm. we all walked away. That was universally, universally one of the highlights of the trip. And I think the optimism of all of us to someday participate in the National Reference Sire Program was certainly there. I think it, it was definitely something we all will cherish and won't forget. It was a, it was a great stop. And and from there we uh, we ended up back at Colorado State and had uh, another uh, half day and a and a basically a full day uh, spent there back at the university. Uh, got to hear from some great speakers on a variety of different topics uh, that were connected in the industry, from the feedlot side uh, to to buying cattle to uh, the pharmaceutical side to some of our great partners, uh, within it. So it, uh, you know, and then it, then it was tough cause, uh, we all, we kind of went on our, our separate ways, but, uh, you know, it's, it's been nice staying in, in contact and I'm glad to hear that you guys have kind of kept that network, uh, moving on. Um, you know, and I, I know there's some commerce that's happened <laughs> already, uh, and I'm not surprised because, uh, you know, it's uh, getting out, sharing ideas, sharing genetics. Uh, you know, that's what it's all about. So that's that's really, really neat to hear. Absolutely, Shane. I think besides that, you know, just getting to travel with these people and, and learn more on a personal level. You know, it's not just cattle talk. And, you know, we're at, after the long days and early mornings, we still stayed up late talking about just things that, didn't involve cattle, just life. And I, I consider these fellow Hereford Seastock Academy participants lifelong friends after this. And I think that's ultimately what we're trying to do is promote Hereford breeders uh, developing into hopefully leaders later on, but also we're making friendships through it. Certainly. So um, was there anything in particular, Shane, that um you took away from the seed stock academy that's maybe this is a two-part question that's one helped your operation when you went and got back or stimulated your thought process of maybe adding something or a component to your operation in the future if i could i guess pinpoint two of the most impactful i guess discussions we had the first one was we actually had Mark Core of Vermeer come and kind of give uh, a crash course into our personal marketing strategies at our own ranches. And I mean, we had to take a hard look in the mirror and think about what we excel at in our marketing and customer service and what we need to improve upon. And I think that opened a lot of our eyes um, of what we all need to do better, not only for our operation, but uh, to promote the Hereford breed as itself, you know, um, that was one thing I walked away from and took immediate, uh, notes of what we can do as Weiss and Sons to improve. And I think it, it's something we integrated immediately. We're, we're trying our best now to improve customer service and we're marketing, I think more strategically. And that was one of my favorite um, discussions. And I think the second one that was really influential on a lot of us was we did have two really, really large-scale commercially focused producers come in and talk to us 
one being Bruce Michonne and the other being Jeff Gooden. And to hear the, you know, thoughts of a true commercial cow-calf operator um, and what they like, what they prefer, what they would maybe want more of from Herford Genetics um, gave us a better understanding that it's not necessarily what we want. We need to focus on what our customers want and ultimately our customer profitability. So um, those are probably the two most influential discussions we had. Um, I'm very thankful for those because, again, there's those are some things that I don't spend enough time on. And it made me sit down and, you know, put pen to paper of what we need to do as a breed, as an operation to be more successful. Yeah, certainly. So, um, you know, kind of on that same uh, thought process, uh, what what are kind of some of the next moves that uh, that uh, Weiss and Sons, uh, you guys are planning on making? I know you've you've uh, you've done a lot uh, relative to the reproductive strategies. Um, in your herd and, and implementing, uh, new genetics, uh, through a variety of different ways, um, you know, ultrasound and genomic testing, what, uh, what, uh, what's on the horizon for Weiss and Sons? Well, it's kind of fun. You know, we were just talking about improving our marketing and Chance and I are pretty happy to actually, this is the inaugural year. We put together a private treaty sale catalog and utilized parts of HPI. So um, I think a lot of that uh, first idea to do that uh, started at Hereford Seedstock Academy. So that was a good step forward for Chance and myself. And I think it's paid some dividends. Um, you know, I think moving forward, Chance and I are pretty interested in what we can do as an operation to make environmentally adapted cattle that fits our customers' needs and ultimately makes our customers more profitable. So we're taking a hard look at our genetics and also our management. Um, mm. it's, un it's undeniable that labor's going to continue to be a challenge. I think, obviously, overhead costs are pretty scary right now. So as a ranch, we're taking a step back and asking ourselves, what can we do to reduce overheads? What can we do to be more efficient? And uh, also, you know, obviously, like I alluded to, the sixth generation is now at Weiss and Sons. Chance has a little girl, and it, it really makes you realize what all of this is about. You know, we're so lucky to be a fifth generation ranch. And now, you know, when we build a new fence line or put in a new water line, we've kind of changed our, our discussion from, oh, man, isn't this nice to hopefully the next generation can utilize this and doesn't have to worry about it. So um, it's just fun being a family operation, working alongside my brother and my father. And also, I've got just a plethora of Hereford breeders that I consider friends and mentors so Chance and I are just so excited for what's to come. And uh, we're also really excited about this Hereford breed. Like you talked about in the opening, the momentum behind the Hereford genetics right now is exciting. You know, I think universally, universally all of us young Hereford Seedstock Academy attendees are very thankful for what the generations before us have done because they had to fight through some tough times where Hereford genetics 
had some bad stigmas around them. And it's exciting to see that those are gone. And now we're finally getting some good market share back. And it's just so exciting uh, for, I guess, to be a herper breeder right now. Yeah, undoubtedly. Um, so I, uh, I enjoyed it immensely getting to know all of you. And I think, uh, the, the biggest question, I don't think, I know the biggest question that I got, um, after uh, all this kind of went out on social media is how can I come to the Hereford Seedstock Academy? <laughs> and, uh, the good news is, is that, uh, the applications are up on the website. And so you can, you can go to the brand new website, uh, that, uh, Taylor, Taylor Bell, um, designed and, uh, it's up and running good. And that application is available, uh, for those of you that want to apply, uh, it'll be an application process, uh, this year and the first year, uh, the board, uh, said, Hey, we need to do this. We need to get this rolling. And so we move forward with it with their help. And, um, afterwards, uh, hearing, uh, all the interest in the program, uh, it is going to be an application process. And so that is open, uh, online, uh, through the website. If you can't find it, uh, you can contact Taylor Bell or myself. It is due July one. And I guess what I would say, if you're on the fence about whether you should attend or, uh, you know, apply for this opportunity or the Seedstock Academy, you should either contact Shane Weiss or one of his fellow participants. And so on the inaugural group would have been um, Kayla Har, Emily Holt, Breck Debman, Tyler Schultz, and Jacob Rausch. And so those, uh, those um, were the, the six that um, made the first annual inaugural, whatever you want to say, uh, a voyage on the Hereford Seedstock Academy. And so we're, we're pumped about continuing this. Um, it's, it's one of the best things that I've been a part of uh, while being here at the Hereford Association, getting to, to interact with all of you and, and take the time uh, just to get to know you better. And I thought you stated it well, Shane. It's uh, th this breed is family. It's been built on family, along with tradition for so long. And it was neat getting to know um, more about uh, you guys individually and what drives you uh, and your passion. So, any parting words for the for the listeners, Shane? I would just like to thank the AHA for hosting all of us on the Hereford Seedstock Academy. I think all of us would probably agree that it was one of the best young agriculture programs we had all been a part of. And I, I think thank you for being on this podcast. It's been fun. And to anybody questioning about applying, applying I would strongly encourage anybody to get those applications in and get them in early. Cause I would imagine it's going to be competitive. Yes, sir. We, we sure hope it is. And, uh, thank you for your time today. Uh, we're looking forward to, uh, 
uh, March, March is right around the corner. Uh, the March Hereford world will be hitting the mailboxes soon with all of the exciting results, uh, from the stock shows that happened uh, at the national Western and cattlemen's Congress and, uh, Fort Worth. It's, it's all, it was, those were massive events, all of them well attended, uh, incredible enthusiasm at those events, uh, throughout. And, uh, it it, uh, it was strong, and of course, uh, there's going to be some pretty fun sale reports uh, in that uh, that magazine coming out. So, thanks for joining us today, and and with that, we're signing off. Thanks for tuning in to the American Hereford Association's podcast, 1881, with host Shane Bedwell. For more information, visit hereford.org and make sure to subscribe to the podcast today.